our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Welcome to Girls That Invest. You're joined today by your hosts, Sim and Sonia, two millennial investors who are here to help you learn about all things investing and personal finance. I want to start off this episode with a fun fact. And that fun fact is I have read out our intro probably about a hundred times now, more than a hundred times. How many episodes do we have? Do I still need to refer to notes? To say it every single episode, the answer is yes. Yes. Hey, look, I do that for our money, like the ones we do on Monday and now the ones we do on Thursday. To this day, I'm like, (laughs) Sonia will start being like, hello and welcome to Girls at Invest. And it's like, who are we again? What do we do? What is this a podcast about? Is this a job? Every single time. But what are we talking about today? We are talking about analysis paralysis Now, specifically, we are talking about that thing you want to do with your money, that thing that you know you need to like level up with that, whether that be investing for most of us, it is that whether that be that finally getting that insurance or like finally putting down some time to learn if it's even possible to get a home deposit, like whatever that looks like. Analysis paralysis is stopping us from reaching like the rich life that we're after reaching the financial goals we're after. And I just don't believe there is a single person in the world that is not suffering from some form of financial analysis paralysis. I'll put a dollar to that. Probably won't be anymore. But I think that it's something we can all benefit from. So today I just want to chat about like how it actually impacts us, chatting about the signs, the actual like cost that this is having on you. And like, just how do we get through it? How do we get out of this? Because we have some listeners that have listened to every single episode, have bought the book, have done the course, and we're still not investing yet. Now, before we begin, we want to take a moment to thank our season sponsor for powering this week's episode. Are you ready to take control of your financial future and you don't know where to begin? Meet Perla, the Aussie investing platform that makes it easy for anyone to invest in the stock market and build a sensible, diversified portfolio. With Perla, you can start investing with as little as $5. Perla's unique community-driven experience guides you through the process of selecting your investment goals, creating a portfolio to tailored to your needs and tracking your progress over time. 
One of the things that we love most about Perla is their commitment to financial education. Perla commits to empowering investors through tools like template portfolios with access to easier investing and supportive community connections. Perla also offers great insight and data that help pave the way for equitable investing. Their research finds women are investing more of their income than men and more women invest on their platform than men. Perla also walks the walk with open pay transparency to help facilitate open conversations about wage, roles and opportunities within the financial industry. If you're feeling overwhelmed by all the options, Perla's platform is intuitive and easy to use with powerful tools that give you control over your investments. You can track your portfolio's performance, set up automatic investments and even invite friends and family to invest alongside you. Don't wait to start building your financial future. Check out Perla.com today and start investing in your goals. I'm excited. I think the best place to start is what is it? Well, that's a great question, Sonia, and I'm glad you brought that up. Um, In in fact, I'm glad you asked me particularly. Analysis paralysis, in simple terms, is the decision or the inability to make a decision due to overthinking of a problem, and it's when you have too much data. Now, if you almost think about it in one way, we have kind of grown up being lucky enough to have access to the internet lucky enough to have access to books you don't even have to go to a library anymore you can get like the libby app and read books for free on your laptop you can watch youtube video listen to a podcast like there's so many ways to have information and data but what ends up happening is with analysis paralysis especially in money we end up sort of raggling over the upsides and the downsides we make the pros and cons lists of what to do and we end up picking nothing because we get so bogged down in trying to analyze all the options that um, this just leads to like us making no choice and the issue with that is we just end up not doing anything and sometimes doing a little bit of something is better than looking for the perfect investment or the perfect broker or the perfect house to buy if if you can afford buying a home like it can happen in a lot of ways but it's just starting to fester in all of our lives to a degree and before we begin just to keep it you know like somewhat relatable is there something in your finances that you're feeling analysis paralysis about really just throwing you under the bus here oh i'm trying to think I'm going to be honest, I think it would be interesting doing our 2023 wrap-up video because my finances, I feel, are a little bit out of sorts from moving countries, dad's just retired, I've got like different career things that I'm contemplating, so I feel like my my plan is a little bit jigged. I don't think I have analysis paralysis, but oh, actually, this is probably a form of it. I've been putting off looking at my plan for a few weeks because I feel like I'm not ready to make certain adjustments to savings accounts that I have for family members and they're very near and dear to my heart but I feel like I also need to put the oxygen mask on myself first. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So would you say your analysis paralysis is coming more from the fact of like being overwhelmed as opposed to there's so many different options. I don't know which one's the best option. Yeah, I would say overwhelmed. I almost know what the right answer is. And I'm just like, you know what? I can put it off a little bit. I also just want to add, 
It is completely fair enough if you are feeling analysis paralysis because I feel like we live in an age where you see one person say something about a topic and then the next person about the same topic is saying something different, especially when it comes to like the finance community. People are just like plugging what their best strategy is, things to look out for, but they often contradict like other finance creators. So if you're feeling like this, this episode is for you because we're going to give you some actionable steps and you're not alone. Like Sim and I have gone through it, are going through it. So yeah, just keep that in mind as you're listening to this. I definitely get analysis paralysis. And to me, and, and maybe this is just like me being biased, but I think it's a sign of intelligence. Like I think if you're someone that doesn't know what to do because you have so many options that's a sign of you can look at every single possible scenario you can see the benefits of every single one of them you can also highlight the cons of every single one of them and therefore you have so much information that you can't make a choice sometimes it is easier even with things like let's say I wanted to move countries and this isn't really necessarily a financial decision but let's say it was let's say I was like look I'm self-employed I can live anywhere where do I move oh my god there's so many options like I really like New York but I really like London but I really like LA but I really like Sydney but I also like my home in Auckland and there's benefits to all of them some of them are better for work some of them better for lifestyle some of them better for like sunshine which is important and you can just see how a person could get so stuck into that and from a financial point of view we see a lot of people in our community a lot of investy besties get analysis paralysis on what to invest in and more importantly on the broker that they choose like which broker should i jump with should i start with a should i start with b this one has higher fees this one is easier to use and i honestly just think if you've got analysis paralysis congrats you're a smart person you just know how to like look at every angle i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing it's just when it starts to have an impact negatively on your finances and so if you're sitting here and you're thinking okay is this a bit of me am i suffering from analysis paralysis with my money what would the signs be for us to like kind of go through and tick off yes well (laughs) I'm here for you. I feel like one of the most common signs of analysis paralysis is people repeating what if scenarios over and over again. So it's almost like an endless loop of just say you've picked like an ETF and you're like, "Mm, I'm fairly certain this is the one that I want to invest in. But then you're like, "Mm, what if this ETF does better? What if this happens? What if this happens? What if these companies do this? What if that? And It becomes very overwhelming and you're doing that to yourself before you make a decision. I think that leads on to a lot of anxiety when it comes to your money or your money management. So that is one sign that you are in an endless loop of what if scenarios. Number two would be overthinking all your options and feeling so overwhelmed that you just move on to the next task. So you abandon the task completely or you abandon like pulling the trigger because you're probably at that step and you're like you know what I'm just gonna meditate on this a little bit and then you just do something else I feel like those who are procrastinators they will definitely be able to relate to that sign the third is you're not making a decision which is the crux of it all to be honest like you know in your heart of hearts that you've done your research but fear is holding you back and 
I think a lot of the times when we're stuck in analysis paralysis, we're not focusing on the now. And I think a lot of people are afraid to make investments or like decisions if they're good for now and they get stuck in, well, what if XYZ happens in the future, but we don't have enough evidence to even make that decision, if that makes sense. Yeah. Thoughts? Have you ever caught yourself having any of those signs? Oh, absolutely. I think part of this episode is like my own therapy. I actually suffer from so much analysis paralysis. I would say in the last year, I've been in limbo about like every area of my life. I've been like, actually, where do I live? Actually, where is GTI going? Actually, should I be doing this or that? Should I be taking these life milestones or should I be stepping back or should I be jumping here? Like, I think analysis paralysis, I think it is a form of anxiety, not in a way to like diagnose people or to diagnose myself. But if you have anxiety, I think you are just more prone to go. But there's so many infinite possible examples and results and one step could like be life changing for me. And I think I feel like I have to almost reel myself in and be like, Simran, the difference between investing in broker A and broker B is not going to actually dramatically change your life that much. The difference between living in one place or not is not going to be the end or be all because you can change your answer. And I think learning that has allowed me to like step away from it and be like, I I might make the wrong choice, but with analysis paralysis, I can step back. But I, yeah, everything that you've said, I've, I've been like ticking myself off being like, oh yeah, I do that. Oh yeah, I do that. I do that as well. I feel like that is one of the most freeing things to like understand that you are able to change your mind. And like when you make decisions that they're not like (laughs) set in stone or like locked in, but we often feel that way because I feel like we have a culture of shaming people for changing their minds or, you know, leaving med school to pursue something else or like moving from med school to law school or, you know, there's so many different situations where people create an environment of like shame and I think that holds people back. I think one of the most important concerns with analysis paralysis, I feel like I'm going to get sick of this word by like the next two minutes. The most like interesting thought about AP is that you end up losing out on so much more than the difference that you would gain between two choices. And so if you think of it from a financial point of view, if you are going, should I buy index fund one or should I buy index fund two? They're both very similar, but one invests in, let's say, the S&P 500, 500 companies in the US. That's amazing. Or should I invest in the fund that is very similar that invests in the entire US market? So more than 500 companies, every publicly listed company in the US they're both very similar. They both make similar returns, but which one should I go for? And you really like weigh it up. I think in that instance, the decision to do nothing for like three years, because, you, and you might be like, Simran, I'm not going to wait three years to invest. We have seen it happen. Like, how many people do we know saw the COVID drop in March 2020 and were like, I will invest soon? I'll invest when it drops further, or I'll put that like $1,000 that I have when the market is right and to this day they have not done that that's actually like three years to the t right now and it is so insane to me that 
you know, time creeps up. Like if we don't, we don't spend every hour of our day thinking about our finances or our money. Like other things come up. We have friendship concerns. We have family concerns, job concerns. Like life does a number on us sometimes. And that like, should I get this fund or that fund? It gets like pushed down to the very bottom of your to-do list because it is honestly never ending. And so the like cost of analysis paralysis is extremely large. If you think about it, like let's say you're someone that is like, okay, I'm going to invest $200 every single month. I'm going to put it in a S&P 500 fund or a broad market index fund. And I'm going to do that for 40 years. If you did that on average, assuming the rate of return is 7%, that's going to look like almost $2 million. If you were the same person that was like, I will do that, I'm going to put $200 aside in cash. I'm being somewhat proactive, but I'm not going to invest until I find the right broker or the right fund. You know, there's so many S&P 500 funds. There's one by Vanguard. There's one by iShares. There's, you know, one by this other brand, Investco. Like there's so many options of the same product, investment product, which one should I choose? And you just save $200 every single month instead of investing it. After the same amount of time, 40 years, rather than having almost $2 million, you'll have 260000 And so the cost of analysis paralysis isn't just like the annoyance, but like actual dollars. And imagine how much that's going to change over time. I was speaking to a investment, a chief investment officer of a large broker in the UK. And she was saying to me that one of her biggest regrets was not investing in Google when it was like a baby company in the early 2000s because she had analysis paralysis and she wasn't sure what to do. And obviously there's many examples of people doing the opposite, jumping in and buying something and it not working out. But the fear and the overcomplication rather than dollar cost averaging ended up like, you know, being one of her biggest investment regrets. And that is, I think, enough push for me to push past the analysis process. I'm really glad that you're stating the numbers outright. I think it's really jarring to hear, like, the differences sometimes because oftentimes when we overthink or put, like, off decisions, you're in your, like, la-di-da world. Like, you're not thinking of, like, the actual repercussions of not just pulling the trigger. You're just, like distracting yourself almost but those numbers are enough to get me going you've inspired me she's gonna tackle her budget for this year once and for all and if you're thinking to yourself you know but I just don't want to make the wrong decision how do I know I'm not being like too much of a risk taker there's actually a term for it um it's the opposite of analysis paralysis it's called utopia myopia which I have to say is the craziest thing I've heard in my life (laughs) but it's the idea that you know the only possible solution and there's been no research or discussion done and especially if that research is something that could contradict what you're thinking if you're someone that has talked about your idea if you're someone that has at least made one pros and cons list, I think you're ready to make a decision. I think that is a choice. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. 
Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it, from local pop-ups to global retailers, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible, with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So, how can Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach, and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. Oh my god, that sounds terrible. Okay, look, I want to keep it on the real real. Be honest, sometimes do you wish you had utopia myopia i can't even say it without laughing (laughs) do i sometimes wish i had such a delusional set of because i do yeah i really wish i was delusional i just wish i was more oblivious you know i'm tired of being self-aware and i'm tired of being analytical like i said at the start like analysis paralysis comes from being an intelligent person like i'm just so sorry that you have so many like grooves in your brain like it's just not smooth it's a wrinkled brain you're smart that is such a positive spin on it and you know you said that this episode was going to be your therapy i think it might have been mine so stop but honestly i hope like if anyone's listening and going this is therapeutic for me as well According to Reuters, 73% of those aged 25 to 35 actually struggle with analysis paralysis. It was done, uh, found in the University of Michigan study. And this article that I was reading on Reuters was quite funny because they were like, you don't have to tell financial advisors that statistic. They know. They literally know because they see it every day in their work where they offer up different you know suggestions to their clients. And these are the people that like their job is literally to help you make as much money with the best risk outcome for you as possible and even with the helping hand of someone who's a professional people still struggle so if we're struggling with professionals like you can only imagine what's going on in our own heads as it like whirlwinds around i think that statistic doesn't surprise me at all as i'm online as i go through life as i talk to more people you quickly realize that none of the experiences that you have are unique (laughs) if you ever feel alone i swear if you just put an olive branch out if you talk to someone if you go online like you'll find someone that thinks like you and again this is like a collective experience that we're all having it is a pretty good segue into discussing how we avoid it and how we combat it if there's one thing girls that invest loves it's actionable steps because when I googled this one of the first things to come up was oh you just need to recognize it like you just need to recognize that you're over thinking and pull yourself out of it which is not helpful at all and it's the same as when someone with clear skin tells you to drink water but they're not dropping the products that they use so here are some actionable steps from your big sis okay (laughs) the number one thing I would recommend is 
finding one single source of truth to you and whatever fits best with your situation. So for example, if you are wanting to work with an advisor, finding one advisor that you can kind of talk to, bounce off, trust, and then focusing on what they say. If you are doing research, give yourself a number of articles or studies that you are going to research on. Maybe that's like three to five, whatever number feels right to you. Again, people are different. So I would say that would be the number one tip because if we're talking about how analysis paralysis is just rooted in overwhelm and overthinking and what if scenarios, one way to tackle that is just like single-handedly trusting one resource. Does that make sense? I really like that because there was a quote I read that said, if information was the answer, we'd all be billionaires. And that's the... First of all, I don't think everyone wants to be a billionaire, but I think it's the idea of if it was just information that makes you actually make a decision, we have plenty of information out there. That's not the issue. It is so many other things. And I I, I completely agree. Like those are the kind of steps that are going to actually get us over that little hurdle. Second tip is actually having an accountability buddy. If you are someone that mulls over decisions in a lot of different aspects of your life, not just finances, I think it's super helpful having a trusted friend, you know, someone that you whose opinion that you care about saying this is the decision that I want to make and then kind of holding you to account. And with that comes with setting deadlines on your decision. So if you figure out this is something new that you want to do, whether it's property investing or investing in a new ETF or recognizing that you need to switch up your money plan, once you've told a friend about it, tell them a date like, hey, by the end of April, I want to make this decision. Can you please keep me accountable? I'm okay with weekly check-ins or fortnightly check-ins. Don't badger me every single day about it, but just check in that by the end of April that I've made this decision. Because not only have you made a deadline to yourself, and look, if you trust yourself, if you've got a good relationship with yourself, then make that deadline and you do it yourself. (laughs) If you don't, or you're working on that relationship, talk to someone and then they can keep you accountable. So that is tip (laughs) two and three. I know for myself that accountability buddies... (laughs) They really work for me because, first of all, I like talking and I like talking to people. And I've got people in my life that I know that are safe soundboards that I can just say what I want to say about what I'm feeling or what decision that I'm going to make. And then they, some of my really close friends, like they know me so well that they'll be like, okay, I'm giving you a week to make this decision or like two weeks and I'll check up on you. Oh, I love that. I actually do find that so helpful. Like I remember when, and Sonia can attest to this, when GTI was like starting to grow and I was like, do I quit my job? Do do I take this full time? We had so much like back and forth and she was like, quit. And I was like, I can't, I can't do it. And I remember listening to a podcast where someone said like, put a date on it. Like just tell yourself, okay, on this date, on the 3rd of October or whatever it is, this is the day you quit and like write up your resignation letter and put it to the side, put it on that date. And when you have that, you just feel like you bully yourself gently into doing it. (laughs) I think gentle bullying is okay sometimes. Very gentle. I think that's the only way Sonia and I have gotten through life, just gently bullying each other. When she wanted to move to Canada, it used to be a conversation she would have every year at the start of each new year. And I just kind of gently bullied her 
by telling her that she said this every year and never did it. And lo and behold, that was the trigger that she needed to then go and like apply to leave the country. Yeah, like literally within a few weeks, I was like, by the way, I've applied for my visa, just so you know. So take that. (laughs) I'm leaving the country since you begged me to do it. Who's laughing now? (laughs) My last tip is something that I have left for the end for a very specific reason, because I feel like I sound like a broken record, but I think it's important. And that is asking yourself certain questions. And those questions could look like, what's the worst that could happen by me making the wrong decision? Will this decision or will this path or will this investment affect me in a few months? If it does affect me in a few months, can I manage it if I make the incorrect decision or it goes haywire? Like, what's the grace period that I have to back myself up on it? And also another question is, is this investment good for now and for the next few years? Because again, you just don't know what will happen. We don't have crystal balls before we make that we can like talk to before we make a decision if we did then we'd all be happy with every single decision we make and we'd be billionaires with great skin and we'd be fit and like all the all the good things you know my favorite part about that sentence is that the like top three things you could ever ask for in life was like being a billionaire and then the second one was skincare it's like it, nothing else matters just like they are on par in Sonia's eyes skincare skincare and money do you even use retinol I do I do use retinol oh my god and we have this conversation at least once every every three months now but I have been using retinol yeah for quite some time You know what? I I only bring that up because I've actually stopped using retinol because I've just gotten so lazy with my habits and my skincare. But I I like used it yesterday and I feel like a new woman. I feel rejuvenated. And when it comes to analysis paralysis, um, because like to get back on topic, one final thing that has helped me as a serial analysis paralysis spokesperson is telling myself that it's like done is better than perfect and if I have to make the choice between making a financial decision or a career decision or a life decision that's only like an eight out of ten that's still better than not making any decision at all because a lot of things that I've done in my life I've not been a hundred percent sure on but doing them in hindsight has been better than waiting for the perfect time to invest or waiting for the perfect time to quit my job or waiting for the perfect time to buy certain company shares. Like sometimes luck does play a part and I don't want to act like every decision I've made has been just based off my own smarts. But if I didn't try, the luck wouldn't have existed at all. Like I'd have nothing to work on. That is so true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. That is quite profound. Well, it's just a cute little way to wrap up a cute little episode. You're giving me a lot of gems to work with. I love the optimism. If you can walk away from one sort of actionable step with this episode, it is this. Write down three analysis paralysis pain points in your life. One has to be a life one. One has to be a career one. And one has to be a money one. Three things that you're like, I just haven't made a choice yet on these things. And just choose one thing that you're going to do. Like just write down for each one three different options like if it's like your job you could be like i can just stay in this job i can look for another job or i can just quit and like 
go on a sabbatical, which is a very privileged thing to be able to do. But for some listeners, that could be an option. Just circle one and do it. Like just try it. And I promise you in six months time, you're either going to email us and be like, Sim and Sonia, you ruined me financially, career wise, and my life is in ruins. But more likely you're going to go, I'm just glad I took that next step. Yeah. And I'll give you a deadline myself. The deadline is next Tuesday's episode. Okay, done. I'm going to do this. It's going to be good for everyone involved. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Till next week, Sonia. Till next week, Sim. Bye. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence.